When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Credit is so nice. One look at us and they charge twice. I have my own washing machine. What will you have though to keep clean? Skyscrapers bloom in America. Cadillacs bloom in America. Industry boom in America. Wealth in a room in America. Andale, andale, andale. Wow, how quickly the immigration subject has fallen from the front pages and the lead stories. Not just in our tri-state area here, but throughout the country. You would have thought that with the invasion continuing, there would be continued coverage of what becomes of these illegal aliens when they bum-rush through the border, either into California, Arizona, Texas, and then seek asylum. Even though we saw recently guys from Senegal were working in Brazil, gamefully employed, did not leave Senegal in Africa, where many of them speak French, to come to Brazil because they were political prisoners or because they were gay and they were threatened with execution or there were gangs there trying to strip them down. No, no. Simply to make money in Brazil. And they heard, wow, you come to New York City and you go to that tent on Randall's Island. And not only that, you get the Xbox, you get the 72-inch big-screen Plaza TV, three hots and a cot, and they even will take your laundry out. That's right. They'll fold it, they'll put downy fabric softener in it, and they'll deliver it right to your cot under the tent. So all of a sudden, there were no Venezuelans there, so guys came up from Brazil, from Senegal. How did they get here? Whoa, Catholic Charities transported them by plane, and then eventually they pounded the hound up to the Port Authority bus terminal and made their way to Randall's Island. And what the hell is Catholic Charities involved with this? Oh, that's right. They get a lot of federal dollars. It's all about the money, isn't it? In fact, what is it that Eric Adams says there? It's really all about the money. It could be applied to any of our uh, political institutions. Shouldn't be difficult for you to find that. I realize you got your specs on. The money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's Catholic Charities. Yeah, Cardinal Dolan there was giving his uh, message to the flock. Uh, Not only the tourists who are coming, but the locals. And Cardinal Dolan encourages so many to keep pouring through our poorest borders, even though many of them have no claim to asylum. They just want to come to America. Who can blame them? But then again, they were working in Brazil. I've been to Brazil. I got guardian angels in Rio de Janeiro. It's not America. But 
is better than Senegal, right? So they did the hop, skip, and a jump. No asylum application. So they ended up over in Randers Island under the tent. I'm going to give you a breakdown of what's going on because nobody else in the media is talking about it. My colleagues here at WABC, they're all sitting shiver. Oh, the Republicans. Oh, oh. Or they're gearing up, you know. They're either pro-Trump or they jump on my bandwagon, which I took many, many years ago of being a never-Trumper. And by the way, I don't want them on my, my boat. They weren't on my boat originally. Uh, Congressman Peter King, get off my boat. Uh, boat Dito, get off my boat. The rest of you now never-Trumpers, right? Get off of my boat. Wow, all of a sudden, what fair weather friends they are. Man, I would not want to be in the foxhole with these guys. The moment you have a little dip, all of a sudden they do the dip on you. Anyway, we'll be talking about that tonight when I finish the Quinella. That's right, from 9 to 11. Oh, we'll be talking about that. And then Dave Chappelle rocked the house on Saturday Night Live last night, talking about anti-Semitism, dissing his homeboys, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, when will he ever come back? Who knows how many apologies he must do. And, of course, Kanye, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. who claims that a Jewish doctor has caused him to have bipolar disorder, right? They, they were all homeboys of uh, Dave Chappelle. We'll see if he's still homies with him. Anyway, so much to talk about. And, as you know, I had to go through my own trials and tribulations this weekend on... Uh, Actually, Saturday morning when I began my marathon from 12 to 6 and I take you to the break of dawn, I had an infected gum and an abscessed tooth. And the over-under point spread was I'll never make it through the weekend. Well, let me tell you something. Felix the Cat's bag of medical tricks came to the rescue. I will not describe to you what illegal substances I used to patch it up. But leave it to say... Two hours uh, in the wee hours of the morning. Oh, it was hilarious the way I was dissing and dismissing the worst side of the other side of midnight, uh, Frank Morano. It's hilarious from four to five. And then all these crypto monsters. Send them to jail. Send them to jail. They're mini Bernie Madoffs right there. Oh, oh man. Well, that's right. We're going to make billions and billions. Man, meantime, they ripped it off. We're going to be talking about that tonight. You see? That's right, knuckleheads. Oh, and that guy, man, you know, remember what the Godfather said? Whoever arranged a meeting with Barzini is traditor. And that is definitely Sid Rosenberg, who's trying to arrange a sit-down with Mike Kumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, and the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, who is once again missing in action. He's over in Puerto Rico raising the roof with all the Democrats getting wine, dine, and parking line by the crypto monsters <laughs> uh, who now have a haven in Puerto Rico where they don't have to pay taxes, right? Hey, look, I connect all the dots for you. When you hear the promo, it says Curtis Lieber knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them. And that is the absolute truth, whether of my friends or foes. And then, oh, I was listening to Cindy Adams. What an interview with Sarah Palin. She was going from D.C. to Toronto. I guess she was in Reagan uh, Airport. And some guy bum-rushes her and starts interfering with the conversation because she was attacking global warming and climate change, you know, against the AOC. And you're going to hear all of that. It was great, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. Cindy Adams was off the hook. And you're going to hear Sarah Palin. Basically getting bum-rushed. Where was Ron Duguay, her boyfriend? 
Uh, he would have hip-checked this uh, Gavon. Oh, it's all good stuff. You don't want to. Hey, forget football. Forget all this mess, you guys. You're going to lose your money anyway on the football action. So just keep it right here, 770 AM WABC. So let's talk about the uh, lead story for weeks that has suddenly disappeared into the abyss. Nobody's paying attention. I'm certainly paying attention because this affects our city. Our city, New York, come January 1st, is facing a $10 billion deficit. The state, now with General Hochul uh, in control, Crime Wave County Holcomb, is facing a $16 billion deficit. So what did uh, the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, say over the weekend in Puerto Rico, where they were being wine-dined and pocket-lined by the crypto Bitcoin bandits and cryptocurrency uh, shakedown artists and Ponzi schemers is, uh, he was saying, I need a billion dollars from the state. Then he thought twice and said, boy, that's a little greedy. I think I could survive with a little less, you know, to take care of all the illegal aliens that I've said, hey, come here, I'm your Papa Chulo. Andale, andale, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. And in fact, he had to sit down. With Anderson Cooper on loan from the network that apparently nobody watches anymore, CNN, which used to be the Clinton National Network, then flipped the script to the Cuomo National Network. Why not the Curtis National Network up next, right? I should co-opt it. Well, well, Trump said it should become the Trump Network. All Trump, all the time. Yeah, a hell of a lot more people will be watching that. I got to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no Trump fan, but he's absolutely Jack Diddley squat correct on that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So here's Eric Adams, swagger man with no plans, sitting down with Anderson Cooper on loan from CNN to 60 Minutes. And he talks about all the illegal aliens that he has welcomed into our city that have flooded through our shelter system and that he has made special by giving them top-shelf five-star treatment, unlike many of the normal homeless, some of them who are veterans, who get dissed and dismissed. This is a city of, what, 8 million people. Why would the arrival of 22,000 new people be such an emergency? We're a city of 8 million people that came, just came through uh, the pandemic. Uh, many of our residents uh, lost their jobs, they lost homes. We already had crises that we were navigating and dealing with. Governor Abbott would bring the reality of the crisis of the southern border to a liberal city, and it has done that, hasn't it? No, I, I, I disagree with that. Uh, he created this humanitarian crisis by his human hands, his actions. Uh, there was nothing that prevented him from communicating with our team of saying, how do we coordinate this so we don't overburden another municipality? Let me hear that music. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Governor Abbott, who just got reelected and crushed Beto O'Rourke. It was uh, not as good as DeSantis did against uh, Charlie Chris, you know, the guy who was a personal Republican, then an independent, then a Democrat. By the way, uh, tell our weekend producer, Kevin Joyce, never get into a hot tub with Charlie Chris. He will regret that. He will experience a new sexual gender identification after that. A man who has had more beards to cover up the fact... That he loves man love. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he denies that. And by the way, you live in Florida, and he uses man tan out of the can, right? Natural sunlight, right? Vitamin D right there. What does he use? Man tan out of the can, Charlie Chris. So DeSantis beat Chris by 20 points, and Abbott, who had a very close race in Texas against Pedro O'Rourke, he beat Pedro O'Rourke by 11%. So he did very well, and obviously the immigration issue is number one, second to none. But Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, said to uh, Anderson Cooper, they don't cooperate with us. You know, I had an agreement with the mayor in El Paso, the Democrat, I would take as many of the illegal aliens pouring across the border from Juarez into El Paso, which we did. But I objected to the ones being bussed here coming through Eagle Pass by Governor Abbott. Now, let's see. What's the difference? Oh, that's right. Abbott's a Republican, and the mayor of El Paso was a Democrat. Well, anyway, they kept flooding in here. And Eric Adams was screaming that Abbott was not communicating with his administration. He basically had taken the code of Omerta, no discussion whatsoever. And he was complaining about that. And I said to myself, Eric, Eric, you and your companion in the battle, not against illegal aliens, not against illegal alien gangs like MS-13, 18th Street, the Mexican gang, the Trinitarios, the Dominican gang, but your ally was Andrew Evilized Como when he was governor. That's right, King Como II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Como, King Como I, who continually is resurrected here on WABC in the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion to reinvent himself, to adopt revisionism. Now he's law and order Cuomo. Now he's a supporter and friend of law enforcement. Now he's a moderate Democrat. Now he's a common sense Democrat. Oofa! See, I know where Andrew Cuomo's bones are buried and who buried them. Because I buried money, some of those bones. I remember... When it was uh, then President Trump was flying in with his friend at the time, Congressman Peter King, who's now throwing him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Peter King, uh, you weren't on board with me when uh, I was a never-Trumper. No, 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 no. But now he is because it's the flavor of the day. But remember when they flew out to Central Islip Brentwood, which was the epicenter of activity of MS-13 and from the federal courthouse declared war on MS-13, whereas prior to that, Barack Obama and uh, Andrew Evilized Cuomo thought that MS-13 was the JV of street gangs, uh, just like they thought ISIS was the JV of terrorist organization. Anyway, they did a great job. Um, who was the attorney general at that time? Oh, that's right, Beauregard. The hell is his name from Alabama? Anyway, uh, if you get that name, you get a Curtis Sliwa Booby Prize. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Who was the Attorney General in the Trump administration at that time? Who got on Air Force One with Congressman Peter King and the President of the United States, Donald Trump, landed out. Yeah, I think it was MacArthur Airport. They landed. And then immediately went to the federal courthouse in Central Islip and declared war on MS-13. And guess what? They won. Unlike Barack Obama and Andrew Evilized Cuomo, they were waving the white flag. And remember at that time, what was Andrew Evilized Cuomo calling ICE? What was Eric Adams calling ICE? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Let me ask you a question. 
Uh, we say we back the blue here at WABC. We prove that each and every day. We've had programs dedicated to that, support of law enforcement, support of police in the line of duty. But I look out there to law enforcement agencies when they have uh, gatherings in which they say, back to blue, do they ever invite ICE? Do they ever invite Limigre Immigration and Naturalization Service, the brave men and women who put on bulletproof vests every day, just like cops do, before they go out and they get their retainers? That's right, retainers. It was started in the aftermath of the attack on 9-11 to go out and grab illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens who had committed crimes in their country of origin and while illegally staying here in America, and to also grab those who violated their visa stay and they snatch them up and send them back. Let me give you an idea of what ICE does each and every year. 90% of the illegal aliens apprehended by ICE had criminal convictions or pending charges at the time of their arrest. Let me give you an idea. 1,800 homicides, 1,600 kidnappings, 3,800 robberies, 37,000 assaults, 10,000 sex crimes, sex trafficking, narco-terrorism, drug dealing, gang-banging. And what, what did Andrew Evilice Cuomo, who's trying to resurrect himself here at WABC, what did he say about the brave men and women of Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. So let me ask a question. If Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, does not communicate with ICE, when they have a retainer, they can show up at a municipal court, they can show up at a state court, they know that an illegal alien is being arraigned or is being released because they've done their time on Rikers Island, and they're there to grab that illegal alien and to incarcerate them at a federal detention facility and to ship them back to their country of origin. And who says no? Eric Adams and Kathy Crimewave Holcomb. So, hey, communication is a two-way street. Let me tell you something. When, uh, hmm, there was a battle between Israel and Syria many, many years ago, General Sharon told uh, Assad, the butcher of Damascus, he said, Assad, let me tell you, it's a two-way street to Damascus, and my tanks will take both lanes if you don't mind your P's and Q's. You got to flex strength. So don't be telling us all of a sudden, Eric Adams, that you want cooperation from the federal authorities when, in fact, you've taken the code of Omanta. You've called them thugs. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. So much more to discuss as the whole subject of illegal aliens flooding into our tri-state area, flooding across the border, is no longer making headlines. Do you think it has stopped? Do you think all of a sudden somebody put a tourniquet on it and now the flow is over? Do you think all of a sudden they're not committing crimes on our side of the border or originally in their countries of origin? And what happened to those guys who came here from Senegal? Not political prisoners, not because they were seeking asylum, not because they were gay. And they said, oh, oh, they want to kill us because we're gay. Because they wanted to work in Brazil and realize they had an opportunity to do a hop, skip, and a jump to New York. Thank you, Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities, why would they be transporting Muslims 
Across the border in the United States to New York. Ah, that's right. They're getting paid for it by us, the sucker taxpayers. That's right, Cardinal O'Connor. O'Connor? Oh, uh, excuse me. Oh, let me slap myself. Cardinal Egan. Oh, let me slap myself. You see, I'm in the studios uh, named after our great uh, broadcaster, Bernard McGurk, who used to do the impressions of Cardinal O'Connor and Cardinal Egan. No! It's Cardinal Dolan! Cardinal Dolan, who says, yeah, bring us your tithing poor so the Catholic charities can rip off the taxpayers. I'm the only one saying that because I got coolions. I, I know where all the bones are buried. Don't smile at me, Cardinal Dolan, because you guys are making money hand over fist. We're getting guys from Senegal who are not even seeking asylum who are Muslims. And who's bringing them here? Catholic charities. Did you answer... Why are you doing that? Of course not. Because he's the cardinal. He doesn't have to answer to us, the taxpayers, the peons, the serfs. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. W-A-B-C. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Now, let me see all the Democrats from the state of New York are over in San Juan. Taxpayers' expense, old San Juan at the hotel, hitting the casinos. And they're getting wine-dined and pocket-lined by the Bitcoin bandits, the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, who have been given a tax shelter out in Puerto Rico, and they're loving every second of it as they plan their escape to do their last tango in Buenos Aires as their entire industry is crumbling as we speak. Good. And how many people have been ripped off? And actually, they're making their last political contributions because maybe they'll get a pardon as a result. You know, one of these, like Eric Adams or Suarez, the mayor of Miami, will ask for a pardon when they get out of Camp Fed. Lock them all up. Anyway, we'll talk about that later tonight. But interesting, as they're there in San Juan, so that's the, uh, I guess we can call it the north end of the island. And then you have the mountains. You have the, uh, oh, wow, the rainforest. You have what they call hibaros, country people. And then you have the south end down near Ponce. And you know what comes over every day from the DR, Dominican Republic? The ferry. And if you happen to be Dominican and you want to come to America because you're an illegal you don't have to fly into JFK. Nah, nah, nah. You take the ferry to Puerto Rico, and the moment you touch ground in Puerto Rico, guess what? Next stop, Washington Heights, Inwood, Patterson, New Jersey. I mean, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Everybody sees it going on. Anybody who's been to Puerto Rico recently said, where the hell did all these Dominicans come from? Well, the Puerto Ricans left right after earthquakes, after hurricanes, and they headed to Orange County. A.K.A., as you know, Disney Disney World there in Orlando, Kissimmee, which has become Little San Juan, 
And they've been replaced by Dominicans who are there. Oh, man, they've come in in force, but they want to come to the mainland. Unfortunately for many of them, they're illegals. There's no stopping Ellis Island. We'll talk about that momentarily in 1954, almost on my day of birth. Ellis Island is a processing center for those seeking to come to America, whether it was asylum or economic opportunity or religious freedom or political freedom, closed their door. What do we have instead? You sneak in illegally. And then all of a sudden you have DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, allied with Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. You say, no, that can't be. Yes. Come, I'm your puppy chulo. Andale, andale, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And of course, Joe Biden, where's he today? Joe Biden was in Egypt, Cambodia, home for the pedophiles who come there from Europe and North America. I hope Joe Biden didn't start touching the hair of one of the young Cambodian girls. And that's right, next stop, Indonesia. We'll get to that later on about global warming, climate change in the next hour. But think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Where... Are the illegal aliens going to go? They put up a tent in Orchard Beach, remember, in the parking lot. And even AOC, who's the congresswoman in the area, said, Hey, Eric, it ain't going to work. It's going to flood out. Well, after we spent a million there, folded our tent, then put the tent right there on Randall's Island, half the capacity, 500 single able-bodied men. It turned out most were not Venezuelan. They were from Senegal, and they were not seeking asylum. So what did Eric Adams do? He folded the tent there. The cost, another million dollars, schmuck, putts. But then again, it's pivot and shift time always. Or, as we used to call it in the old neighborhood, flip-flop, flip-flop, tick-tock, flip-flop. Anyway, we got pivot and shift. Yeah, that's what you always do. When you fail, fail, you call it pivot and shift. We call it flip-flop, flip-flop. So where's the first hotel that you decided you were going to house these illegal aliens? Well, that's right. The old Milford Plaza, right there on the corner of 45th and 8th. Oh, I remember the commercials. Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. Hickory and Ballyhoo, the lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all is the Milford Plaza. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. How much is that costing us, ladies and gentlemen? $400 a night. And you see, uh, what was that, champagne breakfast uh, with probably shrimp, you know, jumbo shrimp that you get at Red Lobster and steak. Who knows? And who owns the Milford Plaza? Follow the money. Can I hear Eric Adams talking about how he needs Show that? me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's right, friends of Eric Adams. Before that, it was friends of Bill de Blasio. They own all these hotels, and they kick back to their campaigns or their favorite, quote, political hacks. But anyway, let's look. Who owns the Milford Plaza, right? It's an LLC. You know what that means. Limited Liability Corporation. This way, those of you who own it will never be revealed. You're protected from personal liability. So if all of a sudden a process server shows up because they want to sue the Milford Plaza, now under a new name, NYC Row, they don't know the names of the people. Ah, so it's like they're protected. 
Who owns the new NYC row? Inquiring minds want to know if they're friends of Eric Adams or Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're laughing at us, you stupid crackers. Yeah, like Sid Rosenberg, right? He laughed at Sid. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a sit-down. Remember in the words of the Godfather who said, whoever arranged the meeting with Barzini is a traitor. Sid Rosenberg trying to arrange a meeting with Rudy Giuliani and Eric Adams, huh? As the Godfather said, whoever arranged the meeting with Barzini is the traitor. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that also. Oh, there's so much, so much for us to delve into. But now we have a new player. Oh, yeah, a new player. Because now that they folded their tents in Orchard Beach, cost us a million dollars, folded the tents in Randall's Island, cost us a million dollars, they're going to put up 600 single, able-bodied, illegal aliens in midtown Manhattan at the Watson Hotel. You said what? The Watson Hotel. By the way, they were housing... uh, COVID uh, refugees from homeless shelters during the de Blasio years. Hmm. Who's making that money? And when they own the hotels, they love this kind of money because the checks don't bounce. You know why? Because there are our checks from the taxes we pay to the city or the state or the federal government. But we got a name here, and I'm going to find him. I'm going to trace him down to the ends of time. The CEO of the Watson Hotel... Is the CEO of the investment company that owns it lock, stock, and barrel, Isaac Hurrah. Hurrah, hey, you won't be saying hurrah when I'm on your jockstrap, pal. You dirtbag. You're taking our tax dollars, and now they're going to house 600 of the illegal aliens right there in Midtown, starting this week. And you're loving every second of it because you don't have to do anything other than run to the bank. Oh, no. It's our tax dollars, so you don't have to run to the bank. If it was a political contribution, you know, from Kathy Crime Wave Hochul or Eric Adams, you better deposit it 9 o'clock in the morning on Monday, guaranteed it would bounce. But, oh, our money is good. See, ladies and gentlemen, what goes on to these main headline stories when all of a sudden the media goes to sleep on these stories because they're chasing other main headline stories? Trump! Versus DeSantis. Republicans sitting shiver because they thought that the red tsunami would come. It may not have even been in a red trickle. Don't keep your eye off the prize. And if you do, you know Curtis Lee was on the case because I know where all the bones are buried. And who buried them right here at WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Don't get nervous. He's one of ours. Born and birthed in the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny. He's now a big movie star. He outshines Drake, the fake, phony, fraudulent uh, black guy, right, from T.O. Toronto. Says he was from Jane Finch Carter. Nah, he's a booker boy. He was reading Torah. He was reading Talmud. Says he's a black guy. Get out of here. I wonder if Kanye West is going to drop some anti-Semitic stuff on 
Hmm, Drake. Anyway, got to be listening tonight. I go through Dave Chappelle's rip and uh, read on Saturday night last night as he took on his homeboys, Kyrie Irving. I'm the only real Jew. And Kanye West says people think I'm ill in the brain because of a Jewish doctor. Yeah. Hey, they were all homies with Dave Chappelle. Got to find out what they're going to say, man. You don't want you football and the rest of that. You could catch up. and You're going to lose your money anyway, you degenerate gamblers. Let's just keep it here on WABC. Oh, yeah, up next, global warming, climate change. Oh, what a great interview Cindy Adams had with Sarah Palin at Reagan Airport in D.C. as she was uh, speaking to Cindy, saying Mother Earth always heals itself. Some Gabon bum-rushed her. And was, like, ready to slam her and jam her in the airport terminal. Where was Ron Duque? Ron Duque would have cross-checked him. Would have, would have hip-checked him right into the boards. I guess he was traveling solo. Hmm. Problems in uh, Sarah Palin's uh, love life? I don't know if Cindy got into that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in why she didn't slam and jam that guy. Oh, you got to listen to it in the next hour. But meantime, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the battle cry in Puerto Rico, the battle cry in New York City of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, and all the Democrats is the following. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Damn right. You know, Eric Adams said that in Albany on his first day as an elected state senator and has been telling all his, his contributors... It's a quid pro quo, baby. You scratch my belly, I scratch yours. But show me the money. And now, don't don't believe me. Anderson Cooper, who interviewed him for 60 Minutes on loan from CNN, gave us a tabulation of how many hotels are housing illegals. And I want to know how many of these owners and operators, or LLCs, are kicking back money. To our elected officials, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb uh, in Albany, or Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan at City Hall. Her family now lives in one of 58 hotels the city has turned into emergency shelters at a cost of about $200 a room per night. Now, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 58 hotels, no-tell, motels, Holiday Inn Expresses. $200 a night, and that's no frills, right? That's like, you know, bed bugs and all. And these are contributors. I know them. Oh, there are some real slumlords who own these no-tell motel Holiday Inn Express. Now, where did they make more money? For the one-hour hot sheet experience in and out? I wonder if the Kew Gardens Motor Inn uh, is one of those hotels. Guys, remember in the wee hours of the morning when you couldn't sleep? When all of a sudden, you were saying, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm juggling all these women. Oh, that's right. I could go to the Kew Garden Motor in there, right off Grand Central Parkway, with the disco ball, the vibrating waterbed, and, yeah, the triple X rated porno films. But you pay by the hour. And if you get greedy, right, hey, you pay a premium price, two hours, three hours. Now, do you think the Kew Garden Motor Inn would give up? Payola as a love motel? Or do you think they want that check from us to suck at taxpayers to uh, house illegal aliens? I'm going to find out. Oh, I'm doing the deep dive. What, 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 what did, what did uh, 
Anderson Cooper saying, how many hotels? Can I hear that again, please? Her family now lives in one of 58 hotels the city has turned into emergency shelters at a cost of about $200 a room per night. Man, that's a hell of a lot of LLCs I'm going to have to do the deep dive on because that's why they're an LLC. Corporations overseas, maybe in the Cayman Islands, maybe in Antigua, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Hey, who owns it? None of your business. Mind your own business, right? I want to serve them. I want to sue them. Oh, sorry. You'll have to sue the shadow because the shadow knows all. (laughs) Anyway, let's go to the phones. It's uh, Kevin who's calling from Babylon, uh, Long Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Kev. Hey, I got an answer to your earlier question. Uh, You were wondering who was that uh, AG under Trump? Was that twerpy little elf do-nothing Jeff Sessions? Jeff Beauregard Sessions of Alabama. Now, to his credit, remember, he was the first major figure to endorse then-candidate Donald Trump. Remember how he filled up the Iron Bowl in Birmingham with about 35,000 Alabamians who came to to see Trump. And by the way, Kev, you have to give uh, Jeff Beauregard Sessions uh, some props. He did come in with the president and Congressman Peter King at that time. And they did beat back MS-13. They did do what uh, what uh, Andrew Cuomo and uh, then President Barack Obama refused to do. Yeah, come on. Give credit where credit is due, Kev. And they all changed direction just like the wind. Tell you what, stay on the line. Make sure grumpy Kevin gets his uh, Curtis Lee Booby Prize. By the way, uh, I had boots on the ground. I had Guardian Angels and Central Ice Slip. Brentwood, the epicenter of MS-13 activity, and the dance, wine dance of Thugs Rule, Hampton Bay. That's right. They even encroached there. When I was campaigning with Andrew uh, Giuliani, uh, he was campaigning to become governor. He lost fair and square to Congressman Zeldin, lost by about 20 points. We stopped at a cantina in Hampton Bay. I said, Andrew, we're going to stop at his canteen. I want to say hello to all my homies, MS-13, that I was battling with. He goes, you're kidding. I said, the gang's on this cantina. We went inside. If looks could kill, Andrew Giuliani would have had a wake, a funeral, and a burial right in the backyard. Next time you see Andrew Giuliani, ask him about that. Yeah, Curtis took you into the headquarters of MS-13 in Suffolk County in Hampton Bay, and you came out alive. That's right, because I was used to busting up their meetings. At least with Trump, Sessions, and then Congressman Peter King, who was a Trumper. Now he's a never-Trumper. Do I want him in the Fox? And I was the only never-Trumper, remember? Now they all want to jump on my ship. It's going to capsize. I don't think I want him on my ship. These guys sound like, you know, it's the flavor of the day for them. Trump today, when he was riding high in the sky... He's been a little damaged, a little collateral damage, and all of a sudden they're on the good ship SS DeSantis, or as Trump calls it, the SSD Sanctimonious. Knuckleheads. Ah, I got it in for you, pal. I figured it out, you, Sid. Just like the Godfather said, whoever arranges the meeting with Barzini is the traitor. That certainly is said as he tries to arrange a sit-down with Michael Mbaricic, Rudy Giuliani, and Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Let's go to Papo all the way up in the Grand Concourse in the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Papo. 
Que Paz, Que Paz, uh, Curtis, uh, Sleep With Ya. Uh, man, great show in the afternoon. I put you on. You are just flowing through the airwaves. Uh, the thing with the hotels and everything, I like that you were getting that little hotel motel going there. Uh, the thing is they just want to flood the country with illegal aliens, and by doing it, they're changing the demographics. That's why you can't win New York State. Zeldin, I mean, high crime rates, high uh, inflation, and, you know, and they still lose the Republicans because New York State is gone, like California. Curtis, with me, please chant this. Go Buchanan, go. Go Buchanan, go. Go in, in name of Steve from Steve has emerged from Manhattan. That's pretty good. Papo from the Grand Concourse. Who's your Papa Chulo, huh? That's pretty damn good. He's been practicing. Normally, uh, uh, my tin air picks him up. Like, man, you know, my disquantificator picks him right up. Been practicing. That was pretty damn good. I got to give props to Steve from Manhattan. He's back. He's back like Andrew Evilice Cuomo is back here on WABC. I hear him every time I hear him in the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. It's like a vampire. Andrew Evilice Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. He's in his compound out there in the east end of Long Island where he listens on our FM affiliate, WLIR. He and Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and their wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo, who just got out of doing a six-year bid federal prison for political corruption. They hit the mattresses. They're stirring the marinara sauce. Every time I hear Andrew Evilize Cuomo, it's like he's rebirthed. He's resurrected. It's revisionism. It's like you, you called ice thugs. You wanted illegal aliens in here. You didn't call them as 13 thugs. No, now he's, oh, law and order, Andrew Cuomo. That's right. Now he calls himself a common-sense Democrat. He'll probably start a new line in the Democratic Party like you have the DSA, right? Democrat Socialists of America, AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He'll have CSD, Cuomo, CC for Cuomo, common-sense Democrats. You watch now that Zeldin has failed. His main plan of then challenging Zeldin four years from now has... um, Suffered a setback. But I'll get you, my little pretty Kathy uh, Crime Wave Hokel, if it's the last thing I do. He's planning his revenge as we speak. <laughs> Love hearing Andrew Cuomo on WABC. I take little notes. Wow. He thinks we're stupid, like we don't know what he did. The guy who authored, no cash bail. The guy who said, no, no. If you're 16 to 18, you can't be charged. Oh, no, with adult crime. No, it's juvie crime. Ah, you see? Who knows where all the bones are buried and who buried But you see the Cuomos? They think we're all stupid. That you can only remember what happened five seconds ago, never mind five days ago, five months ago, five years ago. And some of you are nodding your head and you're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's go to Andrew and Lake Grove. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Andrew. Hey, um, how you doing, Curtis? Talking about this uh, crypto company that was the second biggest donator to the Democrats besides Soros, like $38 million, that all of a sudden just went belly up. Um, what, what, these people's monies, what do they really go to do, and, and is this legal? 
Is this legal? I mean, I don't see how it could be. It almost sounded like this company was just set up to get to funnel Democratic money. Is there any chance a, a Republican Congress can get to the bottom of this type of stuff? No, they won't. Because we know a lot Andrew, of donated Andrew, money. Yeah, they won't because they get donated money by these cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, these Bitcoin bandits, these blockchain ripoff artists. Uh, the mayor of Miami, the Republican, wants to run for president in the future, you know, first Latino president. He he is he is in bed with them. He's fornicating and copulating with them. He he wants the crypto headquarters to be in Dade County, Miami, and he's luring them, saying, "Hey, no taxes, no regulations." And he's battling Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who says, "Yeah, no regulation here. Come one, come all. Just uh, make sure you wine me, dime me, and pocket line me." Andrew, these politicians have taken Bitcoin money, cryptocurrency money, blockchain money. Because they don't care. Andrew, have you heard any of them speak out about it? Nope. Nope. And they and they um the uh, person who Nicola Loda beat um for the Republican primary in Congress ran against the crypto person. And um just to see what it is all about. Oh, I whoa, whoa, Andrew, Andrew. You, 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 I, I, I don't want to dominate the discussion now. you got to listen tonight, 10 to 11, before the Animal Welfare Hour. Oh, FTX, right? Oh, here's another trivia question. Which umpires, referees, whatever you want to call them, have little FTX logos when they're either running up and down on the hardwood or they're crouching behind the catcher on the diamond? Or they're on the gridiron like today at some football game, NFL football game. Which umpires, referees, whatever you want to call them, zebras, have a little FTX logo there? And what's going to happen to that stadium in Dade, right? The FTX stadium for the Miami Heat? Is that crypto bandit? Might be in Buenos Aires on his way to Dubai. $18 billion. You think Bernie Madoff was a crook of all crooks? This guy, he looks like he's 15 years old, like he just rolled out of bed in summer camp, right? He's scratching his belly, right? And people were investing billions of dollars with this guy. You know, he reminds me of Dr. Evil. Remember Dr. Evil there? Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm doing the deep dive. This is white-collar crime, and it. You know, you want to put some black kid in jail like I do who just stuck you up in the street and robbed you of $500 as you came out of the ATM machine? I got no problem with that. These guys, triple life without parole, they're robbing billions with a smile on their face, luring you in, saying, you think it's a Ponzi scheme? Don't worry about it. You'll be on the best side of the Ponzi scheme. Bernie Madoff! FTX, Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency, Ponzi schemers. You know who's spoken out against this? Well, let's see. Um, Warren Buffett, the sage of Omaha. Donald Trump. Trump said, I want to feel paper. And our own uh, billionaire extraordinaire, John Katzmatidis, who said, no, 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 ain't going there. And Larry David, remember he did that commercial? He said, no, no, no. Meantime, how many millions did he take from FTX? Hey, Larry. Show me the money. Give me a little Eric Adams here. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That's what they think it's all about. 
WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Wow, so nice. You like Bad Bunny twice. Let me tell you how popular this guy was. And still is. Bad Bunny had a concert outside of San Juan in the stadium. 60,000 people. Against the advice of all health experts, they said it would be a super spreader, COVID-19, and it was. Nobody complained. They were sick in the ER, ICU. They were on ventilators. Oh, ventilators. Oh, they got to see bad money. Remember Trump? He had that one rally Oklahoma City. Oh, you're going to kill people, kill people, 18,000. Bad money had 60,000 people in the stadium, a super spreader. Not one complaint. Not one complaint. What does that say to you, huh? Hmm. Anyway, let's go to Sammy calling from Howard Beach. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Savine. Yep, I'd be wrong if I said football, which Larry David did the commercial back in uh, January for the NFL. But Major League Baseball seems to have that logo on the umpires. Oh, wow, you're sharp, Sammy. You're sharp. And notice Larry David, at the end of that long commercial they played in the Super Bowl, he goes, nah, I don't think I'll do it. Meantime, he got paid millions by FTX, those ripoff artists. Yep. Now, uh, I had uh, actually called about an I was. This was just luck that uh, I was waiting online here because I was going to give you the Jeff Sessions thing. Now, one thing about Sessions, unlike Merrick Garland, who I see has only gone to the Ukraine, which I don't really care about. He did go to uh, some of the Latin countries that have the MS-13s. And I got to give Sessions, even though I really had very little use for him at the end, a little credit for that. Yes. What do you think? No, no, no. He, when it came to MS-13, he was uh, totally obsessed with wiping them out. He did an excellent job. He did an excellent job. Yeah, well, all I can tell you is, now, let's get down to your boy, Sid, if you don't mind. Of course. All right, I got to tell you, over the last, since Bernie's passed away, I've got very, very, very little patience with him. He talks stupid, and, you know, he. I think even while Bernie was alive, he was showing disrespect for Bernie. And I can guarantee you there's no way, if Bernie were alive, that he would have ever had any kind of sit-down with Eric Adams. Well, remember, Sammy, Sammy, you are a veteran of Howard Beach. You know, on both sides, across Bay Boulevard, old Howard Beach, new Howard Beach. we got two different teams. Right, but remember what was said by the Godfather. Remember the famous statement the Godfather made. Now listen. Whoever comes to you with this Barzini meeting, he's a traitor. Don't forget that. Sammy? Well, that, that fits him to a T, because I've got to tell you, I can't believe that he would think, the hubris that he possesses, to think that he can, you, you know, put Rudy and Eric Adams together. Eric Adams has done nothing to help the situation with the things that he said about Rudy. Rudy was our greatest mayor. 
and to think that he wasn't approached initially, uh, that, that Sid, who is lucky to be in the business, all right, thinks that he could be some sort of kingmaker. I've got to tell you, he may be living here in Queens, but he's become an afterthought to me. Let me tell you I'm something, Sammy. I've got it all figured out. I've got to, I got to warn my Cumbadicic, Rudy Giuliani, that uh, Sid has set this meeting up. Just like the Godfather said, whoever set this meeting up is so traditor. You know where they're planning on having this meeting, Sammy? Pitkin, Pitkin Avenue and Cross Bay Boulevard. Oh, it Aldo's. Right there. Right at Aldo's. That's where Eric Ulrich was hanging out, as you know. Chose. Oh, I know. I know all about Eric Ulrich. Yeah, but that's... I used to, but the uh, church here, St. Helens, used to get annoyed with me when I would go on Twitter when they would have Eric Adams, he was going to speak after Mass. I go, whatever happened to church? The difference yeah. between church and state. You know where that didn't happen, Sammy? That didn't happen at Our Lady of Grace in Old Howard Beach. Of course, it happened in St. Helens, in New Howard Beach, because of Eric Ulrich, the crook, the degenerate gambler that he was, made buildings commissioner by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. That's like putting a fox in the chicken coop. The guy owed, owed the banana crime family like gazillions of dollars. So as soon as he becomes commissioner of buildings, they come up to little Eric, who's like little Pee Wee Herman, smack him around. Hey, you see this license? You're going to put it through in 24 hours or else. You owe me a vig. You think Eric Ulrich wears bow ties, Pee Wee Herman glasses, can stand up to these guys, these mutts, these skells from the Bonanno crime family? And who is who tried to talk? Can I hear that one more time, please? Now listen. Whoever comes to you with this Barzini meeting, he's a traitor. Don't forget that. Sid Rosenberg. Might as well have just said Sid. Rosenberg, who traitor. I'm insane. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Hello, hello, baby, you called, I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club, you say, say. What, what, what did you say? Oh, you're breaking up on me. Sorry, I cannot hear you. I'm kind of That's the way I sounded overnight Saturday morning when I had the abscess tooth and the inflamed gums. 
and somehow made it through all six hours. I was going, that, 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 that. That's Lady Gaga Thunder Thighs singing about, singing about her telephone with Beyonce. Oh, that's a great video if you've ever seen it. Oh, oh, oh. it definitely goes over the edge. But you have Lady Gaga there with her cell phone. And in the world of politics, what comparable image would take place? Well, you didn't have to go far. In fact, if you were listening at 1 o'clock, and I advise if you missed it, you get it on the podcast. Cindy Adams, who gets everybody. You don't say no to Cindy Adams. You say no to Cindy Adams, you pay a severe price. She can be the queen of me, even to us. And, man, she takes no prisoners when she says, when she commands, that you be available for an interview, whether it's in print, which I know this interview done exclusively at WABC 1 to 2, that's her time slot on Sundays, will probably be in tomorrow's New York Post. She's talking to Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, who's on her way from Washington, D.C., Reagan Airport, to T.O. Toronto. I'm assuming to hook up with her new boy toy, Ron Duguay. Oh, I loved Ron Duguay's arranger. He refused to wear a helmet. Wouldn't, last of the Mohicans. Can I say that? Is that is that politically correct? Last of the Mohicans. All right. Would not wear a helmet. And the guy, even now, I mean, he's in his got to be in his 60s. The guy is like a GQ runway model. Remember when she was in uh, federal court suing the New York Times? claiming she had been defamed, and she had a pretty damn good case against them. Unfortunately, it slipped through the cracks. Remember, it was Ron Duguay, Galat, former ranger, who was escorting her and keeping the paparazzi away, although Sarah never just flipped off the paparazzi, but they could be a bit over the top. Cindy Adams had her on the go. Sarah Palin could not say no. And there she was in Reagan Airport, waiting to board her flight to Toronto to hook up with Ron Duguay. And she was talking about global warming climate change, which has been the theme of the travels of Joe Biden, our president, who has uh, who has gone from, um, let's see, he started out in Egypt. Oh, God. Then went to Cambodia, which is a haven for pedophiles. I hope the president wasn't touching any young girl's uh, hair and smelling it. And now he's in Indonesia. All three of these places, if you've ever been there, I have not been to Cambodia. Uh, but if you've been to these places, you'll know that environmentally they are toxic time bombs. And it's all about global warming, climate change. I want you to listen in to what Sarah Palin had to say about these conferences with world leaders who, for the umpteenth time, have sworn that they're going to do something to help Mother Earth. It's the liberal radicals who use, say, global warming as a fundraiser for their, for all of it. Oh, somebody's um, interrupting me, Cindy, as I'm speaking. Hey, I'm, I'm voicing my opinion. Yeah, I don't need to. Okay, you can, you can move. It's not a public space. It's public. Okay, I'll lower my voice. Oh, tell him to go screw himself. Pardon the expression. I just Thank mumbled you. it as he walked off. Too bad about him. I don't know who he is. He's probably a Democrat. Go, go. Keep yeah. talking to me. I love talking to you. What? But um, anyway, uh, the, you know, the, the 
earth recovers and the earth um, is always going to move and shake. It's always going to uh, revolve and evolve and uh, change according to its creator, what the intention is. So you heard her say to Cindy Adams, and again, you can get the full interview on the podcast at WABCradio.com. You heard the uh, bully boy in the background. I cannot imagine if uh, Ron Duguay had been there. And by the way, Sarah Palin, if you've ever met her, really doesn't need a bodyguard. Man, she can slam you and jam you. Remember, she was up in those helicopters shooting wolves. She could see Russia from her kitchen window in Alaska. This woman is tough stuff. There's no doubt in my mind she could take out uh, a Rambo knife and skin you alive if you if you dare threaten any of her kids. Trigger, trigger. What well, weird names? Yeah, why? She like the you know it's like uh, Kardashians. The rest of those freakazoids in Hollywood, they give their kids names that they're going to be hiding for the rest of their life. Like, what did you call me? Don't worry about it, kid. It's all part of the culture. I, I didn't get that from Sarah. Trigger, trigger, twig. <laughs> Where did she get those names from? Anyway, the point is, as you can see, she wasn't She wasn't going to just close her phone. She wasn't just going to fold like a cheap camera. Her position on global warming climate change is that Mother Earth will always heal herself. And I know there are many of you out there who believe that because I've heard that on a regular basis here at WABC. Because in addition to broadcasting all weekend long, WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. I am a believer in global warming and climate change. I'm one of the few here. In fact, I don't, other than myself, I don't really think there is uh, anybody else. But I'm not crazy global warming, climate change. Remember years ago. It was that show down at the United Nations. President Donald Trump was coming out of the General Assembly after he had spoken about global warming, climate change, and dissed and dismissed it. Who was staring at him? The young girl from Sweden. You remember her, Greta Thunberg. And then it was her time to mount to the podium in the General Assembly. And she gave those delegates fire and brimstone. She accused them of genocide against Mother Earth. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? She got a standing O. Our president at that time, Donald Trump, did not get a standing ovation. <laughs> it was interesting, though, the way she was looking at the president when he was walking uh, through the lobby uh, on his way, I guess, to a series of meetings. It was like two ships sailing in the night, not looking at one another. The SS Sweden, because she's uh, Swedish, and the SS uh, Margot 
I guess Margo, what was it? Maralarco. Margo, that's Margo Katsimatidis. Uh, yeah, I must be thinking about the Katsimatidis. But we'll be talking about that tonight at 9 o'clock. I, you know, seriously, all these new Jack, never Trumpers, they're starting to jump ship. Right here, they started uh, the, the, the day after the midterm election. First, it was Bo Dito. I don't want you on my uh, never Trumper ship. I was on it first, and now we're going to capsize from everybody jumping on the ship. There are not enough life preservers. There are not enough uh, life uh, boats, and they're all jumping on. And it, Congressman Peter King is tweeting out, "It's a never Trumper now." They're all they're all jumping ship. Lawler, Mike Lawler just won the congressional race. Great job beating Maloney, who basically was feeding the beast of all the Democrats running across the country for their House seats. And the first thing Lola does up there in the mid-Hudson Valley is, oh, I'm a never-Trumper. No, you were not. I saw Maloney's commercials. He called you a Trumper. You didn't say you were a never-Trumper during the campaign. It's interesting. As much as I don't get along with Donald Trump, it's like two scorpions in a brandy glass, and you know that. But notice these guys right before the midterms. Oh, Donald, can you endorse us, please? Donald. You know, they like the three kings going to Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster. Please endorse us. And the moment things didn't turn out as they had hoped, that's it. Throw them under the bus. On with DeSantis. DeSantis land. I don't want them on my ship. I was the first. I was the only one. No lifeboats. Now all of a sudden. If we begin to sink and capsize, you think they're going to let me in the lifeboat? You think they're going to let me have the life preserver? No, they're going to claim, we were here first. No, you weren't. You disparaged me. You called me a rhino. By the way, when you're a rhino in uh, Africa, I don't know if any of these guys have ever been to Africa. I have guardian angels in Cape Town, South Africa. They have uh, preserves for wildlife. Everybody stays out of the way of the rhino. You notice nobody messes with the rhino. Man, they don't want to get their horn. Rhino's rough. I accept being a rhino. Imagine me call a donkey. <sighs> Elephant? Yeah, rough. Rhino, rough. Donkey? Ass? Mule? Hmm. <sighs> you, you, you think about that. So I, I think I'm going to put a sign on the outside of the SS, Never Trumpers, the rhino boat, that I and I alone was on for so many years here, and say, you need not apply. Because in the next battle, you'll probably jump ship. And I'll go down to uh, <laughs> Davy Jones's locker. Wow, they're all jumping ship. We're going to be talking about that at 9 o'clock. I mean, I've been at odds with Trump, and I'm actually starting to feel for the guy. Like, look at all these people. Wow. They were kissing his tuchus, kissing his pinky ring. Trump was God. You know, there was J.C., there was Hashem, there was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and Donald Trump. Now Donald Trump. Time to move on. Wait, that's moveon.org, right? They'll probably join that, too. You want these guys in a fox, so I mean, be honest. As easily as they're flipping on Donald Trump, they could flip on anybody. If all of a sudden, you know, hey, your scorecard ain't too good here. <laughs> ain't too good. Frankenstein wins in Pennsylvania. That's it for you. Hey, how about blaming Dr. Oz? He ran the campaign. 
And I'm no, hey, I'm no Trumper. But oh my God, you would, oh, Trump, you're responsible. Oh, really? Well, you're hedging your bet. You're ready to send Donald Trump to the glue factory. It's like all of a sudden, he's winning the triple crown. He won Churchill down the Kentucky Derby. He won the Preakness in Baltimore. He won the Belmont Stakes, right? He's the triple crown winner. Now, send him to the glue factory. I'm saying this, and I'm not a Trump fan. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Ah! Of course, there's AOC, all our crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the justice warriors who saved crime wave Kathy Holcomb. Yep. Without them hitting the streets in the last 10 days with the Working Families Party and the unions, too bad. He crested a little too early, Congressman Zeldin. Congressman Zeldin would have been governor of the state of New York. I told you all, I was out in the streets, I was in the projects, and I saw them. They were like... uh, They were like worker ants. They were banging on doors. They were dragging people to the polling locations. They were putting boots on the ground. They know how to do that, Democratic Socialists of America, Working Families Party, and the unions. They saved Kathy Crimewave Holcomb. So who do you think she's indebted to? Them. Without which she would not be governor of the state for another four years. Remember that when all of a sudden she vacillates and she doesn't stand up to him. She owes them big time. Moderate Democrats could not deliver for her. They could not deliver for her. Here's AOC all out crazy. A few years ago, remember, she turned on the faucets. She was crying like she always cries. Hey, when AOC has a press conference, right, does she stand behind the curtains and rub... uh, Onions underneath her eyes, you know, they make them swell, and then all of a sudden, you know, they make them tear. She knows how to turn those faucets on. Right now, federal governments are failing to act. The United States, to the horror of the world, withdrew from the Paris Agreement. But despite that, many of the other actors in charge of some of the most advanced and wealthiest economies have withdrawn from the agreement in action. Not a single one is on track to meet their Paris goals. Deeper still, we don't have to project one minute into our future to see that the climate crisis is already here. On this note, I speak to you not as an elected official or public figure, but I speak to you as a human being, a woman whose dreams of motherhood now taste bittersweet because of what I know about our children's future and that our actions are responsible for bringing their most dire possibilities into focus. I speak to you as a daughter and descendant of colonized peoples who have already begun to suffer. Just two years ago, one of the deadliest disasters in the United States struck in the form of Hurricane Maria. Maria, Maria. West Side Story. Not sure. Remember who played uh, Maria? Natalie Wood, who killed Natalie Wood on that yacht off of Catalina Island so many years ago. Was it Robert Wagner or was it crazy Christopher Walken? Oh, what a great actor. But what a psycho guy. You see him, King of New York? You know, Sid considers himself King of New York. No. You look at that movie, Christopher Walken, King of New York. That is psycho boy. I really want to know. Who killed Natalie Wood off Catalina Island? Was it her husband, Robert Wagner, on that yacht? 
Who was it? Mad Dog. Not Chris Russo. No, don't get excited here. It's not a Curtis Lee with Super Sports Spectacular. Christopher Walken. Queen's boy. By the way, what a dancer. I mean, I saw him dance to electronic dance music. This guy is multi-ta- uh, a multitasker, multi-talented, and pure psycho. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. music with subject matter better than yours truly. Not James Golden. No, 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 no. Bill Snurley. He thinks he's Frankie Crocker. Mo- he thinks he's uh, <laughs> he, he thinks he's at WBLS, right? Doing the quiet storm. I knew Frankie Crocker. Bo Snurley, he's no Frankie Crocker. You can hear him Monday through Fridays, 4 to 5, right before the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis. And then right after me, Saturday mornings from 7 to 10, and I really stick it to him. He thinks he's the musical impresario here at WABC. No, he's on the JV. Rare Earth, classic. Sarah Palin said Mother Earth can heal herself. Mm, I'd say that's medze, medze, poco, poco. Sometimes she does. And other times we see the wrath of Mother Earth. Ooh, super storm, Sandy. <laughs> Still feeling the ramifications of that. But it's interesting because all of a sudden, this Pee Wee Herman guy at the New York Times, David Brooks. I know you've seen him contributing to PBS, yes, David Brooks. So, yes, yeah. Oh, I'm not a hardcore Democrat liberal. Oh, wait, wait, listen to this. Here we go. Hey, Vinny Madunio, add this to your playlist from 5 to 6, the Staten Island Kid. I was talking to Cousin Boosie last night. It was great. Would Cousin Boosie play Rare Earth? Yes. Yes, I've heard Rare Earth with Cousin Boosie, Saturday night, 6 to 10. And Tony Orlando was uh, without dawn. Oh, he played some great R&B. Now all of those guys, uh, musical impresarios bar none. James Golden. He's JV. But let him think. Let him think that he's better than me in conflating the music with the subject. And we're talking about the global warming, climate change, and then all of a sudden, the old gray lady, New York Times. I was always told the New York Times leads, everybody else follows, and they never make mistakes. Although their retraction page every day gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
doesn't, you know, afraid of getting sued. You know, because remember, it was Sarah Palin who sued them. She had a good case, but it slipped through the cracks, defamation and slander. Anyway, so this guy, the Pee Wee Herman of the op-ed page, David Brooks, you know, he might as well be wearing a bow tie. I never trust anybody who wears a bow tie. Screwy Louis Farrakhan, George Will. Uh, never, never trust now anybody. Never trust anybody. Oh, where'd you get excited there, huh? Because see, you wear bow ties, right? No, you should have said to me, hey, you know, when you dress up like a penguin, when you have to wear, right, your tuxedo, got to wear a bow tie, right? You know what kind of bow tie I wear? With all the cats on it. That's my exception. But I hate people who wear bow ties. I really do. Anyway, I digress here. So David Brooks, who I've never liked on PBS or the New York Times, decides he's going to man up. He, he, he reached for his coulions, his huevos, which normally are the size of cocktail onions. And he came roaring out. And all of a sudden, he said that AOC's Green New Deal was cotton candy in a media concoction. And I said, wow, he's showing some huevos, some coulions. And then she went to her social networking and buried him with all of her followers We haven't heard David Brooks speak since. Will he emerge? Will he take her on? If there's any one program that he would appear on here at WABC, it's the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katz and Matitas because they have guests. I mean, all kinds of guests. I mean, imagine if if I ever did guests. One of the reasons I never do guests is they would never come on with me. A click, Curtis who click, they introduced me to Mr. Click. So that's why I deal with the callers. But I'm going to suggest that John Katsimatidis, through his uh, producer extraordinaire, Matt Waning, that they try to get on David Brooks. They'll have a much better shot at doing that than I ever would. Mr. PBS, David Brooks, and you know, Mr. New York Times, showing some huevos, showing some coulions, taking on AOC. She probably was crying. She probably did an Instagram post where she was saying, sexist, misogynist, David Brooks. Yeah, you know, she always has that fallback, you know. It's a, sort of like when you're, when you're criticizing a black man, like me, Eric Adams. You're a racist. Me? me? A ra- yeah. And by the way, you're a misogynist, a sexist, and a homophobe, too. That's always the fallback. Call people names. But then again, I call a lot of people names. I have nicknames. <laughs> I shouldn't be criticizing them. <laughs> There's... One finger pointing at them, and ten fingers pointing back at me. So let's go right to the phones here. And to uh, Danny, who's calling from Long Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Dan the Man. Where did Danny go? Danny did the bird. You see, this is the problem. Oh, Curtis. Wait a minute, Danny. You're cheating on me. You're watching football, and you're listening to WABC. Be honest, Danny. Nice, yeah. But, you know, I have the volume off. See, he got through in the first hour. He's getting cute now. Steve from Manhattan. He got through as uh, Papo, you know, from Grand Concourse. Now, all of a sudden, right? come on. This is Curtis here. Come on, Steve. This is Curtis. Let's go to John in Queens. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Johnny. Yo, Curtis, how you doing, babes? Uh, uh, well, John, how do you think I'm Yo. doing, John? My city is uh, my my city is a hot mess. 
My president is uh, running from Egypt to Cambodia to Indonesia, mumbling and stumbling to himself. How do you think I'm doing, John? Well, Curtis, I feel the same way, honestly. And the problem is the country is going to a sham, like a third-world nation. First, they started calling us Nazis. I had no idea I was a Nazi. We were one-time Nazi 30 years ago. Now I'm a two-time Nazi. Well, All they do well, is shut us up. If there's any compensation to that, John, at least you know that Kanye West loves you because he always loved Nazis and Hitler. So at least there's one person out there who would love you. Anyway, listen. John, 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 that went right over your head. Admit it, John. That went right over your head. A little bit. A little (laughs) bit. Good. You're honest. An honest man, John. I'm always honest. Honest is the best policy. Forget about it. Oh, I like that. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that. That, that, Remember we were told, see, I digress. I must be on some heavy drugs here with my swollen... uh, my swollen <laughs> teeth. But remember we were told George Washington never lied. When he chopped That's down right. the cherry tree, he, he told the truth. Now, do we believe that? John, if you chop down your grandfather's fig tree, let's, let, let's make it pertinent to uh, Italian-Americans. Let's say in a chucky, uh, crazed, demeaned manner, you took a hatchet and went out and chopped down your grandfather's fig tree in the backyard, would you have told him? I have to, no choice. Are you crazy? Consequences. My grandfather, consequences. My grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, would have held me upside down for three days and no food. And you know what he did to my Uncle Sammy, his son? He was on, uh, he was down in Roebling. It was Williamsburg they were living at that time. And the local Jewish merchant said, hey, your son, Sammy, put his hand in the cash register when I was busy and took $5. Fidel Bianchino said, I will give you the $5. I don't have it today. You know, it's kind of hard. I got all these kids to feed. I'll take care of Sammy. You'll never have to worry about him again. He came home. He said, hey, Sammy, you hungry, Sammy? Of course, my uncle said, yeah. You're not eating tonight. And, in fact, you may not eat for a few nights. Come here, took him in the room, jumped up and down on his wrist, broke his wrist. He had to wear a cast. And he said, if you ever steal from anybody in disgrace the name of Bianchino, I will kill you. My my oh, mother, wow. Francesca, told me that story. They were all terrified. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a mean stuff. Forget about it. Took my grandfather. He was a ditch digger. The very next payday, and that was a lot of money back then, $5. And he said, this is your $5. Please take the disgrace of the Bianchino name off of your memory. And the guy go, wow, you're a great father. Nowadays, well, he, my grandfather would have been locked up by child welfare, right, John? Forget about it. You're right about that one. <laughs> I would not have told my grandfather that I chopped down the fig tree. No way. <laughs> But, no, you're saying about people who are taking advantage of American citizens. Yeah, we all take advantage of being Americans. We don't understand what a great country this is. You've got to travel the world to really know how good we have it here. 
I, you know, the 11 days, remember we were all sitting shiver for the queen. Remember the queen was sitting shiver. 11 days. That's all you could watch on TV. You could not criticize the queen. I told you all that. Having organized the Guardian Angels in London, they would always tell me, today, Mr. Sliver, you're on the BBC One, tomorrow BBC Two, BBC Three, BBC Four. Do not disparage the royal family or you will be banned. I said, what do you mean banned? You know, Magna Carta, British rights, right? Our Bill of Rights come right from uh, England. You cannot disparage the royal family. And you saw all during the wake and the funeral, if you even raised a sign that said, end the royalty, off to the Tower of London, off with your head. You don't have free speech in other countries. You really don't. You think you do. They tell you you do. And then if you stay there long enough, you realize the only place you have free speech anywhere in the world is right here in the United States. Where else can you disparage Donald Trump, Joe Biden, (laughs) everyone who's ever run for president, Hillary Rodham Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, because of free speech. That's the way it has to remain. By the way, how come nobody took Elon Musk to task? Remember he sent out that tweet, support the GOP in the midterm elections? <laughs> I guess he has no juice. By the way, how, mu- how many billions is that going to cost him? How many Democrats are saying, that's it for me, pal? See, that's why when you run, no business, you got to be nice to everybody. Because they could be part of your customer base. Think Elon Musk cares? Hey, if he goes south, right? He ends up back in Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the world. Now, it's crime town, rape town, but at least he'll look out of his mansion and see the Indian Ocean on one side, the Atlantic Ocean on the other side, and say, I could have ruled the world. I could have ruled the world. WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Let's go, Brandon. I keep control my comedy can. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. The game really is Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. You ask questions, they spell Brandon. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. Let's go, Brandon. I keep control my comedy can. When the schmuck departs, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer took to the podium last night to announce that the majority in the Senate would still be the Democrats, regardless of what happened with the Bulldog, Herschel Walker, and Warlock. I call him Warlock. Might as well be a witch, a wick, or whatever. But it's Warnock, no matter what the outcome of that election is. And he's right. But notice he, if you haven't noticed physically, uh, Chuck Schumer tries to dance. You know, he tries to put his hand up. He's always out of beat, proving that white guys have no rhythm, especially Chuck Schumer. Do you think if we played this song, he would be doing that fist pump, you know, that 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 that, that, that fist in the air like he just doesn't care? you think they would even know what this song means? This is like top 40 across the nation. I bet you if you played this, Joe Biden would be tapping his toes, not even realizing it's about you. It's about your ineptness. It's about the fact that you have just gone from Egypt to Cambodia. God, why Cambodia? It's like pedophiles from North America and Europe flock there. 
And then, of course, Indonesia, the largest Muslim country in the world. Most people say, really? Yes, it is. They're not all hardcore Muslims. You know, we're not talking the sands of Saudi Arabia, Mecca and Medina. There's a lot of Muslims in Indonesia. And all three of those countries, a toxic environmental wasteland. Parts of it, not all of it. He was stumbling and mumbling so often in all three locations. I've given up trying to follow all of his faux pas. But anyway, he had a big smile on his face like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird. Yeah, we kept the Senate. And nobody realizes that Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter back in 78 was a failed president, right? We all say the worst president ever was Jimmy Carter. That in the midterm elections, Ronald Reagan was running all over the country as the lone conservative Republican supporting candidates. And in that midterm election of 1978, the Republicans got 15 seats in the House, three Senate seats they won, and still they were in the minority in both the House and Senate. And that's when a movement developed to say, we got to take out Ronnie. You know, Mr. Borax. Mr. No, we got to take him out. He's like the second coming of Barry Goldwater. He's on the far right. He's he's attached to who? Oh, that's right. At that time, you could they were comparable to uh, what QAnon is, the John Birch Society. I remember that. And they all ganged up on Ronald Reagan and eventually came at him in the Republican primaries to be the president in 1980. Remember, he ran... In 68, a lot of people don't realize, yeah, the year that Nixon came back, uh, came back from the political dead, he ran, lost. Then he came back 76 against Gerald Ford, who couldn't chew gum and think at the same time. Close primary, but lost. And then after fighting his way through all kinds of moderate Republicans to win the Republican nomination, including his nemesis, Bush 41, who, Barbara Bush. <laughs> And Nancy Reagan did not get along like two scorpions in a brandy glass. Nancy hated Bush 41. He called Ronald Reagan the author of voodoo economics. Remember that, huh? And yet politics makes strange bedfellows. They ran as a ticket and beat the sitting president, who also had a moderate Republican running as an independent Anderson from Illinois. So Ronald Reagan had to beat Anderson and the sitting president. And the ticket of Reagan and Bush 41 persevered. And they wiped out Carter. So think of it. In many respects, without a 24-hour media, without social networking, Ronald Reagan, to a lot of Republicans, was what Donald Trump is all of a sudden, to a lot of Republicans who are jumping ship, like people jump ship from Ronald Reagan. How quickly they forget. How quickly they forget. Let's go to Corey. He's calling from Rockland County. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Corey. Hey, Curtis. What's going on? So I wanted to make a comment about how everybody's jumping ship uh, on Trump now. And, uh, you know, obviously there's this media push for uh, DeSantis and how great he is, which I, I think he's done a fantastic job. But, um, you know, I, I feel like the world is, if it could go any crazier, it's getting crazier because I don't know, I get it, the politicians are politicians. I guess we have to understand that they'll always be that. But uh, I don't, 
I don't think DeSantis has a shot, period, uh, to win a president election. And I think that maybe the Democrats are even, who knows, maybe even in on this to push him in there to try and uh, get him as a nominee. Because I think that uh, I think they'd uh, wipe the floor with him. I don't think he has the grab that Trump has. He's kind of like, you know, Trump is, uh, you know, Pat Ewan of the Knicks back in the 90s. And and DeSantis is John Starks. And I think at the end of the day, game seven, just all those times back then, he's going to miss the shot. He's not going to make it because Trump has something over people in this country. Now, uh, now, Corey, let me let me criticize your sports acumen. I'm going to put on my courtesy with Super Sports Spectacular hat. Patrick Ewing, great center, no doubt, out of Georgetown for the Knicks, but never won an NBA championship. Never won an NBA championship. That was not a good example. Uh, I, I do understand with John Starks, who was chucking in that last game. They fed him the ball, and he just kept chucking and chucking. And his coach, Riley, was on the sidelines going, My God, pass the freaking ball! Pass the ball! <laughs> I love John Starks, though. Corey, great story. John Starks grew up in Oklahoma, didn't have two nickels to rub together, and was bagging groceries. Remember? Nobody wanted him. He was bagging groceries. And then he worked his way up through the minor professional basketball leagues, ended up becoming the starting point guard for the New York Knicks, and almost helped them win a championship. Except there was one problem. Michael Jordan. Chicago Bulls, all those years, except that one year against Houston, because Michael Jordan, degenerate gambler, decided before I get arrested, I'll go play minor league baseball for the Birmingham Barons for two years. Oh, my God. What a mistake that was. But people don't realize it wasn't his love of baseball. There was a major federal investigation because he was a degenerate gambler. Oftentimes, I have to point that out to Frank Morano who is uh, with the worst side of the other side of midnight, Monday through Fridays, 1 to 5, who can't wait to go to the Borgata, snore everything free, and then lose all of his money shooting craps. In fact, I was listening to him the other morning, and he was, oh, I can't wait. In another week, I'll be in Atlantic City. He gets everything on the cuff free. Free au pair, you know, to take care of Carmine. Who's now 50, uh, 50 pounds. He, he will be one years old on Thanksgiving. Rachel, whatever you want, any apparel, right? You, you're just like an open checkbook. Just buy whatever you want. So she keeps, she's happy. He goes up. He starts shooting craps. He's got a lot of listeners who join him. They lose all the money. It's worth it to them. But what a snorer he is. Old-time radio. He snores everything. God. The only time they had that chance against Houston. By the way, uh, who was the center for Houston that prevented them, Houston Rockets, from finally winning a world championship, Patrick Ewing. And, yes, the guy I really like, John Starks, because he came from nothing and almost won an NBA championship. And, by the way, to his credit, every time there's a philanthropic effort, uh, as, for instance, Doodles for Hunger by the Franciscans, Father Francis, Joe Sano, he was always there, giving out turkeys, always showing up for the food distribution, the food pantry. And I've seen him at, oh, at least 12 other great philanthropic events. And he knows all about it. It's not just a, you know, I get paid to be here. No, 
He knows all about it. Great guy. God, too bad he never won a championship with the... uh, I feel more for John Starks than for Patrick Ewing. I hate Patrick Ewing, to be honest with you. He he reminds me in many ways, Bill Russell, Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, I don't sign autographs. Only on occasion if I get paid. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. It's uh, Tony calling from Clifton. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Tony. Curtis, I hope you're back to your old self again. Uh, Feeling better. I used some of my remedies from my Felix the Cat bag of uh, medical tricks. Uh, if I if I exposed you to what I was using, I would probably uh, be arrested by the DEA right now. No, that's not good. But I'm, you sound great, so I'm sure you're on the mend. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a person that really irritated me. It was the day we were watching all the uh, election day, and I was sitting in front of my TV, you know, just hoping to gather some information when some little twit who I haven't seen in a while showed up on my television. Um, I'm just going to give you a few things. Maybe you might know who he is. If not, I'll tell you. He was a communication director and strategist for the Republican National Committee um, he was a White House press secretary for six months with Mr. Trump. That's a that's a clue. And he was he was also eulogized by Saturday Night Live. He participated in Dancing with the Stars. Oh God! I saw um, him the other day over at Newsmax. They were having an event, here, opening up a new studio. Man, he was all dolled up. Uh, I'm telling you, he must have had some work done. Uh, you know, the eyes lifted, the nose, the cheeks, uh, the little cleft in the cheek. Uh, we know who you're talking about. He's still a little Frankenstein. So we're ah. talking about, for the audience, Sean Spicer. So <laughs> he's sitting, he's, and I used to feel bad for him when Melissa McCarthy, you know, you know, eulogized him because she hit him right on the mark. He was sitting with Rob Schmidt from uh, Newsmax, and and Rob was just going over with him. What do you think happened? What do you think happened? And, of course, Rob, being smart a bit, said, well, what do you think about all the campaign money? You know, and I think Zeldin's name came up, other candidates. And all of a sudden, Sean Spicer goes into his Melissa McCarthy rendition of him, and he's like, all the candidates need to raise all their money. And, like, Rob Schmidt's like, how can they raise $26 million? Where are they going to get that from? Didn't they get help from the National Committee? But he was just, I just wanted to twist his nose, Curtis. I, I couldn't believe him, the political strategist. Well, well, look, uh, there is something unique that Sean Spicer, who was spokesperson for the Trump administration, first one out of the box, and then a guy who lasted the life of a tsetse fly in an ephemeral way. Remember Scarmucci? I, I could kind of swore that I saw Scarmucci years ago in Bensonhurst uh, running a pump and dump scheme for penny stocks. Uh, but it wasn't him. But do you know they came from the same town in Long Island? You had no idea, yeah, right. huh, Tony? You had no idea. That Sean Spicer and Scarmucci grew up in the same town in Long Island. Now, Sean Spicer, you look at him, you say, oh, that's the heartland, you know, Ohio, which is red now. Because Trump, by the way. (laughs) 
wild, right? No, 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 no. I, I'm pretty sure Sean Spicer and Scarmucci grew up in the same hometown out on Long Island. But I mean, Scarmucci, vile. He makes your skin crawl, I see him. It's like the, the olive oil comes right out of his skin. Uh, he has a restaurant, the Bergen Hunt Fish and Shoot Human Beings Club. A takeoff on John Gotti Sr. and the Gambino crime family. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. He was on the podcast with Andrew Evilized Cuomo. His first podcast. I love it when I hear Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Fracha Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo I. He goes uh, on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. Oh, yes, I have a podcast. Yeah, like everybody has a podcast, Andrew. I know you're listening on WLIR right now. My dentist has a podcast. He says, you got to listen to my podcast. I say, why? Uh, my plumber has a podcast. Oh, Curtis, you got to listen to my I don't have enough time in my life to listen to all these freaking podcasts. Oh, I got it. I'm Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. You know how many people are going to listen to Andrew Evil Likes Cuomo's podcast? The same number of people who bought his books. Almost nobody. Knuckleheads. I got a podcast. I love these people. I got a podcast. I was over there at Newsmax. They had to, did you hear my podcast? No. Not interested. Never. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. You don't want to miss it. When I return, 9 o'clock, I open up Trump versus the world, Trump versus DeSantis. I was the lone guy standing against Donald Trump. I was the never-Trumper. I was the rhino. And now everybody's, like, swimming over here, getting on my boat. It's going to capsize. And there are not enough life preservers and lifeboats, guys. I don't want you, Congressman uh, King. I don't want you, Boat Eagle. Find your own boat. How many of these candidates before the midterm elections schlepped to Mar-a-Lago on Wounded Knee and Bedminster in New Jersey and begged Donald Trump for an endorsement? Now, it's like he's a leper in a leper colony. Well, I've known Donald Trump uh, 30 years before he was president. I had a love-hate relationship. And uh, I know Trump the good. Trump, the bad, and Trump, the ugly. And this is going to get ugly. And are all these guys who jump ship and gals who jump ship, are they ready for ugly? Can DeSantis stand up to that? It's never been tested. Let me remind all of you, call one out to a man who knows where all the political bones are buried. And you know what his name is? Not Oliver Stone. No, no, no. That's for the liberals and progressives. The director, Roger Stone. Roger Stone has a tattoo on his back of Richard Nixon. This guy is the biggest muckraker that the Republican Party has ever had. And he lives in that, that, that world of darkness. He's a swinger and proud of it. He's seen them all down in Fort Lauderdale. He knows. 
If you have any uh, peccadilloes, eccentricities will be uh, fair. He knows about it. And where was he yesterday? He was in Memphis, Tennessee, doing a TV show. He had two bodyguards with him, a driver and a a Ford uh, Escort. And his vehicle got T-boned not far from uh, the Elvis Mansion. 18-wheel tractor trailer came by and nearly crushed the life out of him. He was lucky to survive. Now, that sounds like Salazzo in The Godfather. There are a lot of comparable images between what's going on with Donald Trump. For purposes of description, we'll call him The Godfather, because he has been of the Republican Party since he unexpectedly won in 2016. He even was uh, surprised. And uh, DeSantis, who is like Salazzo, right? The Turk. He's coming for him. That 18-wheel tractor trailer almost obliterated Roger Stone. Nobody has found the driver. Nobody has found the drug sin- uh, the truck sense. And by the way, in Memphis, whatever happens in Memphis stays in Memphis. It's Little New Orleans. It's crime central. So who do you think Roger Stone called up when he walked away from that Ford Ford van? No, excuse me, SUV, barely surviving. I know he put in a call to the Donald. And he said, the war is on. You think that was just an accident? Come on. DeSantis knows he's got to take out Roger Stone by any means necessary because Roger Stone has been with Donald Trump through thick and thin. He was the first guy to say to Donald, you must run for the presidency. When everyone else laughed, he is loyal. He's in the trenches. He was the campaign manager for Al Slim Shady Sharpton when he ran for the presidency in the Democratic primary, which was used to hurt the Democrats and to help the Republicans. And Al Slim Shady Sharpton was an agreeable Hessian and mercenary and was at the beck and call of Roger Stone. So when I saw that story, and I saw that that 18-wheeler, that tractor trailer, nearly smashed him to smithereens, T-boned that Ford SUV, I said, the war is on. Salazzo, DeSantis, decided he's got to get the jump on Donald Trump before he lines up all the troops and they start stirring the marinara sauce and hitting the mattresses at Mar-a-Lago because he doesn't have that kind of an army. No, 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 no. Trump, he's been into the business wars, the political wars, and he will reach out to all of those who are loyal apparatchiks who've been to the dark side. And ladies and gentlemen, there is nobody who's been to the dark side more times than Roger Stone. And everything about his life is an open book. He knows where your bones are buried and who buried them, DeSantis. And the call came in. Try to whack Roger Stone. <laughs> you know the Donald. He's gearing up. We're going to be talking. You don't want to go anywhere tonight. I don't want to hear you watching football. If you're a degenerate gambler and you got action... Well, then, you can keep the TV on, but make sure the radio, the volume is up. 
And then we're going to go after these cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers. And there's so many of them. They're hipsters and millennials. They're Generation Xers. And they're stealing billions. Like that kid who was like 30, looks like he's 15, like he just woke up at summer camp, scratching his belly. He's looking to escape towards Dubai with $18 billion. He's a brand new Bernie Madoff, and they're all out to screw you. And I'm going to save you money before you get caught up with Bitcoin bandits, cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, and blockchain criminals. Right here at WABC. Knuckleheads. In a world that keeps on pushing me.